Hi everyone, happy Monday. Jenna here. Thank you so much for joining us. Many of our customers are women who have been prescribed birth control for over a variety of reasons. And some were given birth control to control their acne at a young age. And then many others were prescribed to manage their PCOS. Birth control is a synthetic hormone that can act as a endocrine disruptors. And this means that they can interfere with your natural hormone. For some patients, it has achieved a very desired effect, but for many others, it's actually causing natural hormone imbalances. And this is why we are glad to be joined by Chelsea Potter. She is a hormone dietitian who has many female patients who deal with the hormone symptoms of birth control. So I'm going to invite her in. Maybe we'll give her a couple more minutes. In the meantime, we actually had Chelsea on uh, was Instagram Live back in February talking about adrenal nutrition and adrenal health. So you can watch that anytime by checking our Instagram real feed. Um, let's see if she's here. Here she is. Hi, Chelsea. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. A little bit awkward silence. I was trying to invite you. <laughs> That's okay. I am um, always really proud of myself when I can figure it out on here. I'm happy to be here. How are you? Good, good. I just mentioned that we had a really great Instagram live back in February talking about nutrition and, and adrenal health. So, so happy you could be back on to talk about this super important topic today so important. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is really fun. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> cool. So for those who have not heard your story, tell us a little bit more about your, tell us about your educational background and what made you become a, a hormone dietitian. Yeah, um, my name's Chelsea. I am a registered dietitian. So giving you a little background on that, that's not just you know, taking some one month program and calling yourself a nutritionist, right? Like you have to have your degree, you have to go through mm -hmm. many, many hours of clinical supervised work. And, you know, you have to pass a board exam and you've got to take lots of continued education. It's a very regulated title. I like to kind of throw that out there, right? You want to make sure you're getting your nutrition advice from someone who actually knows what they're talking about, right? <laughs> That being said, I feel like I am still taking courses after course and like every single day reading articles. I mean, there's so much to know on this topic, but the reason I became a hormone dietitian is I think a lot of us follow a path that like our own health takes us down. I worked in conventional medicine for years, hospitals, um, clinics, and those settings never provided me what I needed in order to heal my hormones. So I had to really go on my own journey and figure that out for myself and realize that there's such a lack of educating women on ways that we can heal our hormones. And there's mm -hmm. so many symptoms that we just normalize as women, like being in pain and PMS and all this stuff. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not here for it. I am ready to educate women on how great they can heal. So that was a long way to, to answer that question. But <laughs> no, love, no, love it. I'm still trying to maintain my RD license. And yeah, it is literally hours of continued education training. And let alone, you know, all the years spending college and also the whole like whole year long internship. 
so yeah it's it's a it's a very regulated profession and yeah everyone make sure you you talk to someone who knows what they're talking about yeah you need to have your master's degree now to be a, a registered dietitian right all right so what exactly <laughs> is a is a hormone dietitian um well it probably depends who you ask right what they really specialize in because hormones in and of itself that's even really broad mm -hmm. of you know topic wise i mean you might have a dietitian that specializes in thyroid hormone i work a lot with women who have adrenal and thyroid issues so that's like more your cortisol system your stress system and burnout and fatigue like i really love working with women on that stuff and then there's your sex hormones i work with that a lot as well and just kind of like getting your cycle to a place where you can op use it to like optimize your health right and and understand how our bodies work that way like we're just not taught this stuff <laughs> which we right. should be so i kind of work generally with like a lot of that stuff but I really enjoy working with what we're about to talk about today in particular. <laughs> let's let, let's get in. Um, yeah. So what are some reasons that your patients will prescribe birth control in the first place? Right. So, of course, a lot of women are on it for contraception, right? Trying to prevent mm -hmm. pregnancy. And even then, we're not educated on all of our options. There are a lot of non-hormonal, very effective, you know, ways of preventing pregnancy that we just don't talk about mm -hmm. and that's a whole nother topic today we're kind of talking about the big percentage of women that are on birth control for certain condition conditions or symptoms what i see a lot is hormonal birth control kind of being used as this kind of one-size-fits-all approach to like women's problems right <laughs> and I think that that one size fits all approach kind of comes from lack of education in the doctor's office on women's health, maybe even some stigma around women's mm -hmm. health, a lot of normalizing of symptoms, even in the healthcare community, like, oh no, that's just a normal part of being a woman. So what I see a lot are symptoms that could range from being really, you know, just annoying and symptoms that range from being like totally detrimental to your quality of life, right? So we can see acne, painful, heavy periods, endometriosis, really common. And then one that really gets me is like irregular cycles and PCOS. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we put a lot of women on the right. pill for that and it literally does not do anything but you know, help with symptoms, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. Like some of us have such extreme symptoms that we need to be on the pill. Like I'm not shaming those people at all. But when women are being put on the pill, they're not being told. So this is your option. It can help mm -hmm. with symptoms, but it's not fixing it, the problem. Right. A lot of women are going on the pill thinking like, oh no, look, I, I'm having a regular cycle now. And it's like, that's actually not yes. a period that's a withdrawal bleed. That's not a regular period. And kind of how hormonal birth control works, and this is a really blanket statement because there's lots of different kinds, it basically works by shutting off that hormonal system mm -hmm. instead of fixing what might be causing the imbalance. So my approach is like, okay, what I mean, is very individualized and personalized for each person, but you know, 
I, my approach is usually the root cause approach because I want you to be able to get the benefits of those hormones and really find that balance, which is possible. We're not even told that's possible. <laughs> right. Usually. Yeah. The complete lack of education. So do you feel there are some benefit of taking birth control for hormones then? I know there are some people, when you mentioned there are some people who just have to take it, um, but is there another category that could be beneficial? Yeah. So, you know, I think it's beneficial if you need symptom resolution now, like for some women, like for if you have PMDD, for example, like going on antidepressants or certain types of birth control can be life saving because of suicidal thoughts, et cetera. Like it, it's it's amazing in some realms. And then but in the end, like it's not again, not doing anything fix the hormones. So there really isn't any benefit other than giving you some space maybe sometimes mm -hmm. to work on the root cause or right. giving you a breather so that you can live your life. Like that's that's a great thing, right? I'm not discounting that. Right. And why can taking birth control, you, we kind of mentioned a little bit about anxiety, why can taking birth control can cause anxiety in some women? I think that depends on the woman and like your vulnerability you know, to, to anxiety and what that root causes for you. There's a lot of mechanisms at play there, either direct or indirect. So, for example, birth control can affect copper-zinc balance, which is really important mineral balance for mood and anxiety. It, it also can affect thyroid function. So, again, like if you're vulnerable or have the genetics for any thyroid issues, you know, anything going on suboptimally there, like it can maybe push you over the edge there. It also affects your gut health. So <laughs> if we're affecting gut health, you're really gonna open yourself up to a lot of different possibilities, whether that's your metabolic health changing, detoxification changing, your, I mean, your neurotransmitters changing, because a lot of our neurotransmitters mm -hmm. are actually produced in the gut, right. and gut bacteria, gut bacteria are heavy, heavily um, involved in that process. So if, you know, your microbiome and your gut bacteria that live inside your, your tummy are being affected by birth control, then that really like can cause a lot of different things, if that makes sense. Yeah, you had a great post about uh, GAMBA, right? The, the neurotransmitter. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so GABA is like your calming anti-anxiety neurotransmitter or brain chemical. And one of the things that our hormone progesterone does is it, it stimulates and, and upregulates kind of the effect of GABA in the second half of our cycle, in the luteal phase, mm -hmm. after ovulation and before our period starts. So we make progesterone after ovulation occurs, that goes up and we, it's like our happy, like calming, everything's gonna be okay hormone. <laughs> and progestins in the pill are not the same. They do not interact with GABA receptors the same way. We don't get that natural mm. anti-anxiety benefit of progesterone when we are on birth control most of the time, because a lot of the time, the mechanism of birth control is shutting off ovulation. We cannot make we can't make progesterone if we are shutting off ovulation. So yeah, so it, it, it's, 
you might argue too that you don't feel great in that time of your cycle before your period. <laughs> a couple weeks before your period might be, you know, not great, right? Like even off of birth control. But what I will say to that is really like the game plan should be to boost those calming hormones instead of like shutting off your whole hormonal system, <laughs> like right. really getting to the root cause of why, you know, maybe your estrogen and progesterone are not balanced in that phase of your cycle instead of like, all right, let's, let's cut our losses and completely shut off right. these beneficial hormones. Like not, not the best call for a lot of women. <laughs> that makes sense. Is yeah. it possible then to balance your hormone while you're on birth control? Now, this is like a really blanket statement. It, again, there's lots of different types of birth control and some of them do allow um, some ovulation, but a lot of women, a lot of times for a lot of women, most hormonal birth controls shut off ovulation. So when that's happening, we are not able to balance our hormones, mm -hmm. but we can support your body. If you decide after this conversation, like, no, I still want to stay on hormonal birth control. Like I have informed consent. Now I know I want to stay on birth control. You can still support your body while on mm -hmm. it. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So how long does it, if somebody wants to transition off of birth control, how long does it take for them to do it? And you know, what does the process look like? I like to give my clients three months of really like good gut, liver, and nutrient support before we pull you off cold turkey. Mm. Because, I mean, especially if you're on the pill for like a severe symptom, like very heavy periods and you get very anemic or, you know, really a lot of pain that's completely disrupting your life or really big mood changes. Like, really we want to be careful with that right um mm -hmm. but again like it, it's a trade-off right because if we stay on birth control we often can have worsening of other symptoms or worsening of these symptoms and really again we're not fixing anything by being on it and a lot of women just want to fix it and 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 kind of get better from it versus just like putting a pause button on all these horrible symptoms that we're experiencing it's like oh well now i want to get pregnant and come off and we're like dealing with all these symptoms right that makes sense. So what type of food would 